Straight from Washington, D.C., right across from the Capitol, this is Special Session with former Congressman John Porter, where you'll hear from the most interesting people in America. Here is your host, John Porter. Welcome back to Special Session. Today, my uh, very good friend, and very special guest as well, that's Mr. Lee Gibson, who is the Executive Director of the Washoe County Regional Transportation Commission. Uh, we've been friends for many, many years. Uh, Lee, let's talk about uh, how you ended up in Nevada uh, and how we got to know each other, if you would, please. Well, I came to Nevada in 1989 after a friend of mine, John Restrepo, uh, actually moved to Nevada because we both knew each other and worked together in New Orleans and uh, came out in 1989 and started working for the RTC of Clark County, as it was known. It's now the RTC of Southern Nevada. And uh, I was a head of planning for the agency in those formative years. Of, John, you'll remember 1990 and Bruce Woodbury leading the yes. Question 10 ballot initiative to bring, around, bring about a comprehensive package of funding for streets, highways, uh, and public transportation. So you're giving away our, uh, our age a little bit, but uh, let's talk a little about where is Washoe County? Tell us about it. What, what's happening in Washoe County? You know, County? Washoe County is an extremely dynamic community today. There is a vast restructuring of the economy that is occurring. We're turning into not just a tourism uh, environment. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the tourism environment as well and, and tourism market because that's changing uh, dramatically as well. But we're turning into a high-tech freight logistics uh, hub. We're turning into a research-focused economy, uh, connecting new and innovative technologies to manufacturing, to transportation. We actually have a very uh, fascinating research project going on with the University of Nevada, Reno right now to develop an autonomous bus uh, that could operate on urban streets. Um, we are working very closely through uh, a group you actually helped form, a collaborative, the Shared Federal Framework. We're trying to work at a super regional level to help address what will be our federal priorities for our super region, including Story County, uh, the Carson City area, all working together uh, in a shared framework to help prioritize our, our needs. I think the, the, the single biggest dynamic, though, that I see evolving is not only are we changing our economy, but we're putting a real focus on the quality of life. I get a lot of, of, of requests as the head of the RTC to remember to include, and we're very proud of how we've developed responses for what we call complete streets. These are streets that include elements to pr protect the safety of the pedestrian, the cyclist, the transit user, and the automobile. People want to move to Reno for the quality of life. They want to move for the ambiance of our neighborhoods, for our community and leverage that into uh, a place they're happy to raise their children, but at the same time be uh, a, a world-class city that they can have world-class networking connections, either physically through the airport or through uh, technological uh, advances. Well, Lee, what I find is that, you know, as a Nevadan myself, uh, seeing your uh, career you know, expand and grow. Uh, I know you started out in Louisiana. That's one of my favorite places, New Orleans. And then, of course, coming to Las Vegas, uh, being on the cutting edge of all the transportation projects for probably 15, 16 years in Nevada, you've experienced one of the fastest growing communities in the country, if not in the world, in southern Nevada. 
uh, with the expansion of the Las Vegas Valley, North Las Vegas, Henderson, Boulder, Mesquite area. But you're uniquely qualified with what's happening in Washoe County right now. Also experience massive growth, uh, growth shortage of uh, infrastructure because of the demands, which is a positive thing. But you experienced that in Southern Nevada in the 90s and in the 2000s. So uh, you, you are uniquely qualified because of your experience. So explain your vision on, from your experience uh, from transit to highways and byways. Uh, what you do different uh, compared to the rest of the country? You know, I think what we do different today as an industry, I'm not just speaking necessarily, uh, I mean, I'm speaking from how we approach transportation problems in Washoe County, but I think the industry as a whole, we've, we've come to recognize to look at the solution from the perspective of the customer. So what does a customer want first and foremost in their transportation system? They want safety. So we have to design, build, and operate around the concept of safety. To get to that, that solution, that goal of safety, what the industry is finding is that there is a greater emphasis on technology. And that technology through uh, sensing devices, through computers, through uh, visual aids, we're able to now, you know, we have literally uh, uh, through the automotive industry, a market where we have semi-autonomous vehicles on the road today. You know, I, I uh, have an older car myself, but I have backup it's warning. It's a great car, by the way. Yeah, I have backup warning uh, sounds. I rented a car the other day. I have a camera. Uh, I rented a, uh, I shouldn't say this, but I rented a Ford Edge the other day. That was fascinating. It actually warned me when I was backing up and, and a car was coming down the street. So I think what we all need to be focused on is, uh, whereas we used to maybe design from a broad perspective of, of big pieces of infrastructure, we're still designing big pieces of infrastructure, don't get me wrong, quite the, quite the need in fact around this country for big pieces of infrastructure. But the perspective now is of the safety of the user, much more than perhaps it might have been in the past. And I think that is the big big difference and also the big, uh, uh, and, and the other big difference is the employment of technology. For example, in public transportation, your cell phone, you can download bus schedules, train schedules, have real-time information delivered to you on when a train or a bus will, will be at your stop, your desired stop, so you'll know when to leave. You won't waste your time. Same thing with Uber and Lyft. You know, you can just go to your phone, you have an instant knowledge of when uh, accessibility, or I should say mobility, is available for you. Those are going to be the big, big drivers, in my opinion, for the future. So if we look back, and I keep trying to take us back in time just for a moment because we both watched what happened and were a part of the, the growth in Nevada. Again, we were you know, building 20 new schools a year and 20,000 new students moving in, and, and there was a shortage of housing and there was a shortage of roads and byways, uh, and you're a part of, of helping create and build uh, the Las Vegas we know today. And today, you know, since I guess 2009, you've been part of that vision and growth of the uh, Washoe County in, in northwestern Nevada. But uh, if you look at uh, the growth of the community, and, and for those that aren't aware, uh, you know, in northwestern Nevada now, we're expanding um, industrial. Uh, it's uh, Tesla, it's Amazon, it's Apple, just to name a few. Google. Google to, uh, 
all these, uh, although in a good share in Story County, which is adjacent, but a good share are also uh, in Washoe County. Uh, what, are, what steps uh, uh, have you learned uh, through your years in bringing all these communities players together? Because you seem to be uh, really doing a great job of coordinating this in the, in the whole region. What's the secret? I think the secret, I'm a little, little biased because I'm a planner by education and, and, and work experience, is having is starting your planning and design process talking to your customer. We are very proud at the RTC of our public engagement programs and process. We, when we are going to redesign or design a road or a new transit route, we like to go out, meet with the public, talk over the alternatives. My because goal, you have town hall meetings yeah. all the time. We have we we average about two public engagement meetings a week, two to three a week at the at the RTC of Washoe County. Somebody is out working with a group somewhere each week to solve a problem, um, and our goal is also to take a design idea from the public and incorporate it into the design. Uh, so you actually listen time. to people. Yeah, right? we actually <laughs> listen to people. I mean. We're about to open, and I have a great picture of it that I actually took on my phone coming in for a landing to the Reno Tahoe Airport not too long ago of the Pyramid McCarran intersection. And what jumps out at you when you look at the photograph as you, you make the turn to come in and land to the south, the sidewalks just literally jump up at you from the ground. You're probably 8,000, 7,000 feet above the ground, and those sidewalks at that intersection just grab you. Those people in the neighborhoods wanted pedestrian accessibility. They wanted good pedestrian assets, and we put those in there, and that was a feedback you know, we had in our, our public deliberations. We're going through a very similar process on Virginia Street today, and what we hear, you know, some of the predominant themes are making uh, Virginia Street a great street with wide sidewalks and the ability to move pedestrians. During Art Town, one of the most significant fun events in Reno, uh, some of the narrow sidewalks on Virginia Street really become you know, unfunctional, unfunctionable, don't, just don't work because of so many pedestrians out there for the day. And that's something, you know, we heard from our constituents, our groups, our customers, and that's something we're going to fix in that project. So that, that's the real difference, I think, is being able to get out and listen to people. And if I understand correctly, uh, again, setting the stage for those that aren't that familiar with uh, part of Nevada, you serve probably close to a million people when you talk about tourism, when you talk about the California area and uh, different parts of northwestern Nevada. So you, you have a unique opportunity to be engaged in most every uh, facet of the community from tourism, because without roads we don't have visitors, to the airport, to the university. You're working on a project with UNR or the University of Nevada, Reno. Uh, Again, you you have brought together a region and you have a board that's regional. Can you explain how the board's made up and how it impacts all these different organizations? Well, the board, my board of directors, consists of two members from the city of Reno, two members from Washoe County, and then one member from the city of Sparks. The way the legislation works in the state, RTCs, you have two members from the county, two members from the largest city, and then one each from each incorporated city. We only have one other incorporated city besides Reno, and that's Sparks, so we have five. Go down to Clark County, it's a larger board because you have Henderson and Boulder City and Mesquite and Las Vegas, North Las Vegas. So a little different, a little bigger board down there. But the idea is to bring all of these elected officials, these are not appointed officials, these are elected officials, and, and they govern the planning, the design and construction of roadways, 
and the operation and development of the transit system, all right there in one package. And we've been held up, the RTC model has been held up as a national model for streamlined decision-making. The, the plans we produce are then implemented by the agency. So it's a very uh, simple accountability process, I think, for the public. You have these five members who are my board of directors, they adopt the plan. Well, it's not like another agency goes off and implements the plan. And so you can't, you know, you, the accountability is right there with those five folks. They adopted the plan, now they're gonna make sure and hold my feet to the fire to see that plan implemented. That's why we've been able to get the Southeast Connector under construction. That's why we've been able to get the Pyramid McCarran intersection under construction. It's how we were able to widen the freeway and improve the freeway uh, from Villanova into the Spaghetti Bowl. Um, it's why we're now focused on Virginia Street and future projects including Keystone and fixing the bridge over the Truckee River as an example are going to be you know, the emphasis areas of, of the RTC. I should not forget the Northwest Valley, the 395 corridor. Massive amounts of industrial warehousing and freight logistics jobs going out there and there are real congestion uh, issues in that, in that corridor and we're dealing with them because we can do the plan and then we turn around and we do the projects. And it, again, uh, I encourage everyone to visit uh, the Reno Tahoe Sparks area. It's a phenomenal place to visit. Uh, also a very dynamic university and as a partner, t tell us about the Gateway Project into the UNR, University of Nevada, well, Reno. As part of, the, as part of our uh, Virginia Street project, we want to extend the, what we call the, the rapid line. This is our, our rapid bus system up to the university. We want to get the Midtown residents uh, into downtown and up to the university. We want to get the university residents into downtown and down into Midtown to shop and, 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 and eat and you know, enjoy that really great neighborhood that's emerged in the Midtown area. It is area. an exciting place to hang out. It really is. I mean, it's just a great, you know, great pedestrian friendly just great place to be. You feel like you're in a city. You feel like you're in a strong neighborhood with deep roots. So the Gateway Project the, the, is going to be a multimodal center we're going to construct uh, and use to help provide enhanced bus service between not just the Rapid, but our buses that serve the university area. Also operate with the university bus shuttle system so that we can help move the students and faculty around and really create a seamless integrated environment for people to really enjoy that area. Uh, it's also going to help the university. Their goal is to move south towards downtown as opposed to expanding north towards McCarran. They want to intensify and, and uh, invest in that area and this type of transportation infrastructure is really going to help the university achieve that goal. It, it really is and it's exciting. Uh, it, Literally, there is a bridge, but it really is a bridge to connecting the university with the, with the community, the uh, commercial part of the community. Uh, Lee, you and I t chat many times about uh, leadership style and what's happening. You know, here we're literally in the shadow, I guess is the term of the U.S. Capitol today, right across the street. And you know, we talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, leadership and some of the challenges today for federal government, but the, the, how the local government's role is really expanding and how more important today than it is than ever for local governments. So from your perspective, uh, from Washington all the way to Washoe County, 
What, what do you see as a leader of the future uh, in transportation? What needs to happen uh, into the future? I think in the future at the federal level, number one, there has to be a recognition that we are a nation, that there's going to be a strong role for transportation, and that once that decision is made, the federal government needs to make the investments. And I, and I hearken back, John, to a story uh, your good friend Bill Schuster told us. And I've never forgotten that story. And it was a story of how the founding fathers had some sort of infrastructure navigation problem on the Potomac. And they couldn't get Virginia and Maryland to really talk to each other under the Articles of Confederation. And so all of the founding fathers scratched their heads and said, you know, we need to sit down and talk. And that's how our Constitution was formed. And I, I remember Congressman Schuster explicitly talking about how um, it was that need to solve a transportation interstate commerce question that drew them back together to create the Constitution that we live under today. So me being sort of a political science history buff, I think that's a lesson, you know, and a speech Mr. Schuster gives that I wish he would give more often, that would remind us all at the federal, state, and local level that this country was built on a transportation partnership and that our Constitution was a vehicle to deliver a strong transportation infrastructure for our nation, from the canals, to the railroads, to the interstate highway system, to our aviation system, to our public transportation systems. They all work together. And so to me, that's where it begins. We need strong leadership uh, at the national level, but I also realize this is a whole you know, system that works, and we need strong leaders at the local level to stand up and, and demand that. And I think my, my mission I've gotten from my five board members is to, to portray, and you and I do this in our partnership, portray that, that need and that desire to the folks across the street. Well, I said earlier, but uh, with your leadership and that of your board, uh, you, you truly are the, the glue, the callus that's helping the community work together in, in northwestern Nevada. It's a credit to you and to, to your team. Uh, but bef before we conclude, and, I, and Lee, I know you're a historian, we can talk about some pretty unique parts of our history, but before we conclude, I think there's also something that uh, RTC and uh, Washoe County has set the standard for, and that's funding infrastructure. Can you talk about a little bit of how that works? It's, sure. it's very unique to the country. Sure. What we've done uh, with voter approval, uh, very similar kind of to the model from 1990 in Las Vegas, but a little bit different, is um, we have uh, taken our local option fuel tax and we adjust it for inflation every year. And that is to maintain, the so we can maintain the purchasing power of, of our public dollars to the realities of the private market and we can continue to buy the same amount of infrastructure each year going forward. So through uh, uh, that program, we've been able to uh, generate the revenue, maintain our purchasing power, and catch up a little bit in terms of being able to build projects like the Southeast Connector, which is a $300 million project. Um, and from my perspective, uh, we are doing what we need to do at the local level, and our folks at the local level, are we're, we're investing in our local infrastructure. And my kind of view to the federal government is, to the folks across the street is, we're doing more than our fair share, but we still need a federal and a strong federal role 
we need more federal revenue and we need to have uh, a federal vision to partner with our vision, which our vision is to be a multimodal and safe transportation system that moves people, goods, and, and, and freight, but also provides for a quality of life. We need to encapsulate that and turn that into a national program and a national mandate so our communities across Nevada and across the Intermountain West can grow and prosper and become the, the global competitors that we all know we will be in the future. And with, uh, again, with the leadership of the RTC, uh, you do a tremendous job of reaching out to um, our congressional delegation. Uh, they have been very supportive of RTC. Uh, every member uh, that, in, that I can think of through the years has been very supportive, whether they're in Southern Nevada or Northern Nevada uh, and or the Senator's office. So I think credit to you and I understand you between you and the Reno Tahoe International Airport, probably the most impacted by what's going on currently in Washington, D.C. But uh, I, I think the community is recognizing that you, you haven't waited for the federal government. You've been on the cutting edge and you've engaged the federal government and our, our congressional delegation. So uh, that also is an important factor that I think some people lose sight of that, well, Washington's just going to do it. Well, if you don't ask, they're not going to help. But uh, Lee, I appreciate you being a part of uh, this special session uh, in Washington, D.C. Again, uh, Lee Gibson's executive director, uh, CEO of the Regional Transportation Commission in Washoe County. We appreciate you being a part of the show today. Thank John, you. it's always great to talk to you. We've been talking to each other for 20 plus, almost 30 years. So. Well, since we're both 25 years old, of That's course, right? right? But uh, right. again, it's uh, an honor for me to, to be a part of the RTC family. So thank you very much. All right. Thanks, John. This concludes another podcast of Special Session with former Congressman John Porter. Thank you for listening.